as Robin and I were, were praying and talking about uh, the topic for this week, um, you said you wanted to talk about freedom. I like freedom. I like freedom. Yeah. Jesus came to set us free. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, Jesus came to set us free. In fact, uh, on the back of the handouts that had the lyrics on it are some of the scriptures we're going to talk about today. And the first one is from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. And it says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. But stand firm and don't let yourself be, be bound up again in another kind of slavery. Have you ever, have any of you ever experienced that where you've gotten free from one thing and gotten into slavery in another thing? Yeah, like you leave one addiction behind and you realize, oh, this is a substitute addiction that I've stepped into. Call it the pop-o-matic. Yeah. I'm not using drugs anymore, but I'm, I'm watching an awful lot of TV and I'm going to the casino a lot. Or I'm judging. Oh, yeah. That's, That's right. right. Or we're shopaholics. They, they don't call it greenback therapy oh, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're calling you out, Jason. All right. So, um, but so we're talking about freedom. What does freedom look like for you, Robin? Um, I guess freedom for me is, hi. Um, freedom for me is when I, don't have any expectations and I am right in groove with the Lord. Like when I'm doing what, what um, well, when I'm enjoying what he has for me, I'm just accepting that gift. So, that, I mean, that's really freedom for me. And um, do you want me to give an example? Yeah. Okay. Let me give you an example. This year, um, I, a lot of you guys know, I suffer a breaking shoe, two feet. And um, I was in my bed where I had to stay upstairs because I couldn't go up and down the stairs. And um, Elizabeth, my, um, my uh, house, well, my downstairs family, she was taking care of me and she came up that morning and she said, we were praying for you and I got a word. And she said, the enemy's trying to take your feet because you're an evangelist and you have an evangelist feet. And I just, you know what? what came up inside of me was I was so angry that I let him do that because I realized I'm laying there in bed and my feet aren't working and I'm on one of my drugs of choice because I had to have the medication. So I'm, I'm kind of getting engrossed in that. And a person that I, was really dear to me, um, the relationship broke off all at the same time. So I'm laying in bed, you know, on my pity pot. And, and as soon as I got that feeling inside of me that I, that, that God has a plan. I dropped my expectations and everything was beautiful. It was beautiful. And that's what freedom looks like to me. That's what freedom looks like to me. And you know what? That wasn't getting back the relationship. That wasn't being able to stand up and walk. And that was not avoiding the idea because I had to come off those drugs and they kind of had me. The only thing that stopped me probably from using at that point is I couldn't walk to the store. Um, and I was grateful for that. And I said that many a times. I'm so glad I can't walk to the store. Um, later on, I did, but we'll get to that later. So, so in contrast to your description of freedom, then, what does uh, being enslaved look like? It's no exit door. Being somewhere where I don't want to be, and, and maybe I probably put myself there but just no exit door. And I, there's nothing inside of me or anybody that I cry out to that can get me free. 
well, there's one person, but that's that's what entrapment is for me. And I put myself there probably a lot daily. So where where is Jesus when you're in that place? He's right there. Um, like like I said about the freedom, all I had to do is lower my expectations, and he showed me what he had for me, and it was beautiful. Um, I have had, um, well, okay, I'm going to give you another example. When the, I just on the second of this month, I decided that I was going to drink, and nothing was really going to stop me. I was just going to do it. And um, I have been clean and sober for three and a half years and loving it. Life is great. And um, I finally got, was able to walk to that store. Um, and when I got done that next morning, when I woke up, oh, I just felt like, oh, it was horrible. You know, I just had that hangover and I never liked hangovers. That's why I would just pick up and drink again. But I knew I wasn't going to do that. And I started looking for Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, where are you? And he was over, he just was had his hands out. And he was just loving on me. He was loving on me. And I knew then that I was not gonna let the enemy take shame and guilt and use it against me to put me, push me away from all of you because that's what the enemy wanted. And so that's freedom to me. I might've drank, but the freedom was that I didn't have to keep going and I didn't have to feel shame. And none of you, none of you shamed me. I had to announce it on Facebook and there was hundreds of people that, that said that all they did is encourage me. And that is just like, that's what God does for you. Um, I had to put it out there though, because I, I mean, I could just keep on going. I don't want that life. I, I, I haven't wanted it for a long time, but I had to taste that icky to get it out of there. That was long. That's really okay. <laughs> There's nothing short with you, Robin. I know. So, um, He's talking about my height. Exactly. <laughs> So um, how does the enemy use the idea? Of, so Jesus talks about freedom. Paul talks about freedom. Uh, you know, the, the, the word over Jesus that was his mission statement was the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim freedom to the captives. Uh, but how does the enemy use the idea of freedom against you? Mm, he has so many ways. And I bet, I bet you a bunch of you guys know some of them. Like for me, it's, well, for the drinking thing, it was like, everybody else gets to do that. Why can't you do it? And I start having my own head, you know, my own expectations start winding up and, and saying, God, you're just not let, you know, you don't let me do anything. You don't, and, and start getting, you know, like a, I, I start, I guess just, um, it's what I want, it's what I want. And that's the opposite of what I have to give which is freedom. Freedom is what do I have to give and and um, what what I want, what I don't have is like, it's just the worst feeling. I, I, it's so, I would call that depression. Would you call that depression? Yeah. So when we started this says this, whoever isolates themselves seeks their own desire, and they break out against all sound judgment. Uh, whoever isolates themselves seeks their own desire and breaks out against all sound judgment. So seeking your own desire sounds like freedom, right? I, I can do whatever I feel like doing. Sleep uh, in, sleep everybody in. leave me alone. Uh, but, but he talks about isolation here. And so 
why did this verse really grab you? Well, because um, I guess that's how I was able to journey my way to having that drink. Um, and um, when I get by myself, and I and I see I do this thing where I don't want God there either because he's seeing he's seeing my icky and I don't like it. I just want to be left alone and I want to do nothing but nothing but nothing. And um, I just you know I I was just there. I was just there, and it's it's a scary place because God can't speak to me there. No, I mean nobody can get to me, and um, the only what was that question again? <laughs> well, why did that verse grab? It grabbed me because because that's where I was, and um, it's a hor horrible place to be. Um, it took things like this, what I'm doing right now, and reaching out to um, to get back out again. But it's not easy. It, it wasn't easy for me. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but when I isolate, I do a pretty dang good job of it. Um, I try to make sure nobody even wants to knock on my door, right? I see you, but. But, but one of the things you do in your isolation is you, you act like you're doing okay. I do. You did with me. I do. Yeah. I do. I talked to him the morning I drank. I'm doing great. Yeah, I do. I, I, I have a really good, um, I should have been an actress. I should have. I, but I had to do that. You know, those were my my coping mechanisms growing up. Um, so yeah, I, I can. I, I, I really can put on a good show or give a good reason why I have to lay down. Yeah. And I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna watch a bunch of TV. So what are some of the obstacles that keep you from moving out of isolation? I think it is um, myself and my own needs. Like I need this, I need that. I'm not getting enough of what I should have. And just being very selfish. It's very selfish place to be by yourself. Cause like the, like the verse says, um, it, 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 what does it say? <laughs> say it again. Whoever isolates themselves seek their own desire. Whoever isolates themselves seek their own desire. They break out against all sound judgment. That sounds narcissistic to me. It does. It just evades God and anybody else. It's all about me. And that's a bad place for me to be. So, so what eventually helps you move out of isolation? Well, I start thinking about what God wants. And it starts with what God wants, but then it's like, what can I do? You know, it started for me, it was just getting on Facebook and reaching out to people because I love doing that. I, since, since, the, um, since we had the pandemic, I've done a lot of outreach online because I couldn't get out there and do it, that. And it really has kept me alive, you know, and going um, because I kind of need to do that. We all do. We have things that we need. To, we have to be helping one another. That's what love is. And God just likes to circulate it. So as soon as I started doing that, I was better. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so you made a comment when we were talking earlier this week about um, the just me and God mentality uh, is really limited. Like, like, how is that limited? Because it seems like that's a good thing. Me and God, we got this. But how, how, how does that actually keep you from the freedom that God has for you? 
Well, I think that when he says um, in the light, he means with all of you. He needs, he, he made us so that we would connect. He made us so that we would love each other and that we'd help each other, that we'd pray for each other and that um, we wouldn't leave each other um, alone. And nobody left me alone when I was trying to be alone. And that's because God was seeking me out. He was seeking me out. And um, when, when, you know, Oh, I forgot to tell him Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Everybody say Happy Father's Day to God. Father's Day. <laughs> it's Father's Day. I feel so good about doing this on this day because um, he set me free. And um, he who the son sets free is free indeed. And I am free. Um, because every time I get caught up, he's there. I don't deserve it, but I'm getting it. And, and so do all of us. So, um, cause if I was getting what I deserved, I wouldn't even be doing as good as just staying in bed, watching TV, <laughs> it would be something else, but I am very, um, I am a child of God. So, um, and he's the best father, so I can't have anything less than the best. So one of the verses that we put down was second uh, Timothy two twenty two. It's a, it's an easy uh, address to remember because it's all twos. Second Timothy 2.22. And it says, flee youthful desires and pursue righteousness, faith, and love along with those who call upon God of pure heart. So it's, it's not enough just to run away. Uh, we need to run to something. And we're running to God. We're running to righteousness, faith, and love along with those who call upon God of pure heart. So it's so often, I think we, we think uh, the way that I overcome my temptation or my struggle or the thing that enslaves me is I just, it's me and God, or, if, or it's, I just need to try really hard, or I, I just need to run away on my own. But, uh, but the bear will eventually track you down if you're not running to something and running along with other people. For something. For something. So um, I don't know, is there anything you can say about that? I could go on and on about freedom uh, because I was in I was in a big prison. Um, there's so many prisons that I was in, and like you were saying, I could get out of one and go right to another one. I call it that pop-o-matic. I don't know if the you guys remember that toy that they had where you hit one and the other ones pop up. You know that that's that that's my life. But you know what? Not as many of them pop up when I hit one now. And. Um, yeah, he's, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But you know what? When he's strong like that and I can see him, he's so obvious. I love it because then I can just kind of flip him off and go, bye. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I really don't. Um, oops. I really like to tell him that God wins. I love to tell him that. Um, so when he shows himself like that, it just makes me run for, run faster towards the Lord. Yeah. So, so the passage, the last passage in First John chapter one, says, um, "If we say that we have fellowship with God, but we walk in darkness, and we lie, and we do not practice the truth, but if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin." You know, if, if you follow sort of the line of reasoning in the passage. 
it says, you know, if, if we say we have fellowship with God, uh, but we're in darkness, uh, it seems like if we walk in the light, then we would have fellowship with God, right? But it says that when we walk in the light, we actually have fellowship with one another. Because uh, walking in the light means exactly what you talked about, what you did when you, after after you drank, and then you got online and you just said, this is, you confessed. And, and confession yeah, isn't simply about getting my my sin cleansed by the blood of Jesus, that's really important, but it's also actually encourages the community and we build one another up, we encourage one another. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so like I've got, I've got a couple of guys that I'm in, in regular, I meet with them on a monthly basis. And um, I know that when any of us are tempted in the areas that we struggle, we'll call one another, right? So that, and, and that, that happened this weekend. I, I gave my friend a call and he was really struggling and uh, a ton of anxiety. And it was just exactly the timing of the Lord. And, and it, it both increased our connection to Jesus and our connection to one another. That's when it talks about walking in the light. That's part of what it's talking about. And that's, that's what we as a community uh, want to be about is, is that we walk in the light with one another. That this is a safe place to say, man, I'm really struggling. And uh, could you pray for me? Or I really struggled and I blew it. And will you pray for me? Um, it's always a home that we can come back to. Yeah. So, so one of the things that we ended our conversation with was about um, uh, how important it is to, to, to serve. Like that, that serving actually gets us out of that narcissistic mm -hmm. place, right? Yep. Uh, say, say more about what God was saying to you about that. Well, um, as I said, it just like, as soon as I got on line and started asking myself what I could do, there was a lot, there was a lot. Um, I'm, I'm very valuable to the Lord and I forget that sometimes, you know, I'm valuable to you guys and I forget that sometimes you're valuable to me. I mean, you are such an encouragement to me, Lisa, you, you're, you have been all along. And um, I appreciate that. And I have others in the community that are always there, like, at, you know, boy, you know, just keep going. And I need that. I'm not, I, I don't do this easily. It's not easy for me. My, my thing is to give up and um, hide under a rock. So th doing these kind of things are different for me. And I, I'm just grateful that you guys will let me get up here and talk about it. So thank you. And happy Father's Day to everybody. Would you pray for everybody? I could pray for everybody. Um, oh, Lord, you're so awesome. And it's Father's Day, and we're all here, and we're talking about you because you are the one that set us free. Lord, when we claim this freedom, uh, you, you mean business. We, we don't just sit around. This isn't a church that sits around. This is a church that gets up, goes out, and does, it does some damage out there for the enemy. So, Lord, I just pray now that you would just cover each and every one of us as we go out and that we would be able to, um, now that we can, like, meet in person and stuff, this is so awesome that you, um, we have that little more freedom, Lord, that you will just um, bless it and um, help us to do what it is that it is you, you want and keep our expectations at a minimum. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.